Welcome to Come Queens. We are your pussy positive podcast aimed at expanding the conversation around female sexuality and pleasure so with that we can finally achieve equity in the bedroom and beyond. Everywhere with the equity. I'm your host, Grace. <laughs> and I'm Charlotte. And on today's show, we're going to talk about how bias in medicine is literally killing us and what we can do to advocate for ourselves and our health. Okay, so what's up? What's up, Grace? <laughs> are you feeling? How's your health? Are you how, feeling, how are your bowels? Um, my bowels, you know, they've been irregular actually recently, but they're doing better now. Mine were doing pretty good, and I think it was because I've been taking iron now. Oh my god! Yeah, learning so every day. I've been adding that to my, you your know, regime. medicine regime yeah. at night, and I feel like my poops have been good. But I think that's also because I've been taking cold medicine, so, like, they're solid and slip right out. Yeah. But then I just had some spicy Chinese food last night and then McDonald's today, so... It's taken another not, turn. Not so good this, I know. Last night I had a today. milkshake. Yeah. <gasps> Mike decided Sounds that he good. was going to make milkshakes for us. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, good. Glad um, we did that check-in. <laughs> um... But yeah, we should be always thinking about like our health and what our bodies are telling us about how we're feeling. Um, yeah, if it's anything that I've learned researching this topic about women in medicine is that we are our own best advocates. Yeah. We know our bodies and, and we, we should... shouldn't doubt ourselves. Yes. Because I'm definitely the person to not really go in depth and ask questions if I'm at the doctor I'm like okay they're the expert they know but th they really don't fucking know like I had my doctor be like how do you pronounce this one medication I'm like aren't you the doctor like shouldn't you know how to pronounce <laughs> it right and it's like you know we what are, I'm taking you prescribed it we're trained to have so much faith I feel like in medical professionals yeah, that exactly. maybe we don't always ask enough questions yeah I um yeah, I remember I was hospitalized after a car accident a few years ago, and I repeatedly, every time they came in, they tried to give me a birth control pill every day. And I had my IUD, and I would say to them, like, I'm not on birth control. Stop trying to give me birth control. Wow. And, like, thankfully I was conscious and shit, so I could tell them. But, like, they were like, well, it's in your chart. And I'm like, I've told every nurse who's come in here that I don't take this medicine. Why are you trying to give it to me? Whoa. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to, you got to stay on top of that shit. They're just trying to force feed you birth control. I know, pills. they were like, this bitch looks like she should yeah. not be having a baby yeah, right now. it seems like they were doing some, <laughs> I'm like, some bias that was, right there. That was my first question, too. Like, I just had some, like, exploratory surgery in my bowels. But they, um, but they afterwards immediately were like, hey. or Wait, I, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I had, I had internal bleeding. Okay. In, like, in my colon I guess oh. and so they had to make sure that it just stopped bleeding on its own thankfully but they had to make sure they Where were going to, go, to go in and do more but yeah. my first question was like my IUD is fine right like this didn't yeah. fuck with that right did it move anywhere and they were like, like here have some more birth control <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so we <laughs> we've been researching this topic um and the history of women in medicine is not a pretty one it's fucked up there's like um, what I found out, like, from the Greeks, you know, the wandering womb theory? That it could just move? Yeah. That was, like, 
coined by Plato, and it was even used in like um, early Europe, like. So they actually thought, I guess my understanding is they actually thought that they, your womb would move around within your body? They literally thought that bitch would just, like, roam around, and you know how they would <laughs> coax it back into position? What? Again with the fucking smells and, like, trying to make our vagina smell like flowers. They would use sweet-smelling perfumes and fucking herbs and, like, waft it by your vagina, and apparently that would, like, it would go right back into place. What would be the symptoms, I wonder, of a wandering womb? Did you find I don't know. Symptoms were like they were just like any kind of illness that a woman was experiencing. Like oh, from that it must have been her it, womb. It must have been the fucking womb wandering. That was an explanation. <laughs> yeah, and that's just like goes back to like the only difference that medicine sees between men and women is the womb, right? Like yes. that's our main thing. We are just walking baby makers. Yep, and that's the only difference. That's that's what we know. We'll stick to that. It's that crazy womb and the hormones. That must be the reason why she's acting so crazy. Right, which is where the term hysterical... Hysteria literally means womb in Greek. Oh, it just means womb. It means well, I guess womb. hysterectomy, it, yeah. it all makes sense. Yeah. So We're just wombs. So hysteria, and it's still something that doctors believe that women, when women come and express like pain or mm-hmm. talk about you know the symptoms that they're having what's the new word that we use today though anxiety right mental health yeah. they always psychosomatic mm-hmm. i had that i um i mean i do have anxiety but <laughs> right but no but then it's but then you like it makes you distrustful of yourself yeah, and exactly. like what you know i had uh after my car accident and everything i had like chronic pain. Well, I shouldn't say had. I have chronic yeah. pain, um, and I still don't know actually what it is. Like I've had MRIs and and shit like that. But um, but yeah, that was like one of their first questions. And when I was doing this research, you know, they were like, "Oh, is this your mental health?" And I'm like, "Well, I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I do have a history of depression." But then I kept. I would evaluate myself. Every time I was in pain, I'd be like, am I upset today? Do I feel sad? And I'm like, no, I had the best day. I'm not depressed right now. Like, But I didn't even believe myself. Right. And um, I'd be like, is this it? And I, I still don't know what it is. I think it has something to do with my lymph nodes because my lymph nodes get mm. like freakishly swollen. Um, not in my, not in my neck and shit, like, where, but where in else? my shoulder. I had like, I had an infection Um, like I had a lymph node get infected and I had to go on antibiotics for it. So I think it's like something. And then I looked at a chart of where lymph nodes are and it's like pretty consistent with my pain. See, I didn't even know they could be in shoulders. Yeah. They're all over. Oh, then they're in your like groin. Lymph nodes are all over your body. No shit. Yeah. I only thought they were, you know, cause that's what the doctor does to check if you're sick. They like push under your But mine's not. Yeah. That's not where I get inflamed, but, um, all through my back and stuff. And especially like I have this one. I'll let you feel it later. <laughs> that's like that's actually not that. It's actually not that swollen right now, but like if the slightest thing, it'll get like very Whoa. inflamed. And I always thought I just had a, a knot in my shoulder. Yeah, but it, it's my lymph node. Holy shit! Um, but yeah, so then I I actually brought my husband with me mm-hmm. to the doctor. Yeah. To to vouch for me. Yeah. And I was up. reading that this is something that's really common that women do is that they bring like a father, mm-hmm. a husband, sometimes even their son to just say, kind of like when you go to the car dealership and yeah. you bring a man. Like yeah. I know more about cars than some men that I've been with, but I bring them there just for backup anyway. Right. Um, and so I was like, tell them, you know, tell them that this happens. You see me in pain. And like I had to use him to 
to advocate for me in that situation. That's fucked up, man. Um, and like I said, they never really got to the bottom of it because that's, I guess, a lot of times the place where women have the hardest time are in subjective pain experiences. Right. You know? Um, I don't know. That's, and like, that's where, that's where it starts to get dicey. So then they just say that we're making it up, but. Yeah, because, um, women, their symptoms are, sometimes are nonspecific, right? Like it can, specifically for heart disease, what is it? It's the number one killer in the U.S. for both men and women, but more women die of it. And this is probably due to, um, not being properly diagnosed and women are more likely to die of heart disease or a heart attack if they are treated by a male doctor. Wow. And it's they, insane. And they were saying that the, what they call the symptoms of heart disease or of a heart attack for women, they refer to as atypical, but it's not right. atypical. It's not atypical for women. It's just atypical for men. Men have the specific symptom of like what an elephant on your chest is like yeah. a huge pain but women it's more subtle it can be anywhere from it can be like neck neck yeah. pain neck pain jaw just pain and shortness of breath fatigue yeah so these symptoms that yeah and then they just they just like brush that off and then they oh send you're them. anxious honey. and especially i think Take it gets worse if you're younger and you have a heart attack because they're even less likely yeah. to pick up on it um, because they're like, oh, you're young and healthy. There's no reason you should be having a heart attack right now. Women under 55 are seven times more likely to be sent home during a heart attack. Jesus so Christ. they show up to the ER, they are having a heart attack and they're like, go home. You're fine. Um, which is really like, I mean, it, it's like, this is to me, it's like a public health crisis if yeah. you have that and it all, but it, it goes back to the fact that we haven't that medicine has always been about men and male bodies. Right. Studying male bodies and not women's bodies. And they actually would avoid using women. It, it was until 1993, did you find that, that they allowed women um, into clinical trial? Yeah. Like, where it was mandated that medicine be tested on women. It, yeah, it was, it was finally, like, mandated that women had to be in clinical trials. But late, before 1990, women were not included in these trials at all, and they just assumed that whatever um, worked on a man worked on a man would be the same for a woman. And their excuse was that, oh, we're we're protecting the women it, because of their fucking womb. We want to make sure that they can still produce those babies. We don't want to harm their wombs because that's, that's their fucking money maker. Yeah, and I mean there there are. I mean, to me, it's like, let women decide. Do you yeah, want to be exactly. a part of this clinical trial or not? I mean, there were some high, like, I think, is it thalidomide that is that drug that really, like, caused a lot of birth defects? I mean, there were some high-profile mm -hmm. drug cases that that happened in. But, I mean, obviously, they fucking were giving them to women before... I don't know. I'd be curious in those cases if they were tested on women before they were given to women. Right, yeah. Um, everywhere. And, um, yeah. But, I mean, that's that's completely their decision like if you were done having children or if that wasn't a concern for you yeah, and there's exactly. also different phases of clinical trials right it doesn't just yeah um and they were saying that that existed even in things that would have no impact like even on observational health studies it wasn't just mm. studies of medicine like you, any yeah. any kind of medic medical um 
studies didn't involve, and there's still a disparity. Yeah. And even when they test on animals, mm-hmm. did you get see that? They test on male animals. Yeah. And that's still happening today. Yeah, to the, still to so, this So, I mean, day. there's no reason, there's literally no excuse, like, it sounds, to me, that's just a little bullshit for, like, they just wanted to use male as default again. Right. Even though we're the default. <laughs> I know, we totally, we're the actual... Biological yeah. default, but whatever. And, and they were saying, like, that, you know, XX and XY doesn't just affect whether or not you you have a penis or a vagina. Mm-hmm. It actually affects your DNA entirely. So it's not... Yeah. Yeah, so, like, with the heart, I think they were saying, like, our, um, our arteries are smaller mm-hmm. than they are in men. So, like, there are actual just differences outside. The only difference between men and women isn't that we have a uterus and they don't. It's not just parts. Right. We're more than the sum of our parts. Right. We're a whole, <laughs> we're, we're whole people. Shocker. And isn't it uh, also that uh, women have different um, digestive systems? We have different, um, that plays a part in the autoimmune diseases that's why we're more susceptible because we have different bacteria and gut bacteria going around in our bodies wow and so we're at risk at a higher risk for autoimmune diseases because there's more to fuck with wow yeah i saw three quarters of autoimmune diseases are happen in women and they're the most they're like very underdiagnosed yeah it takes i read it takes an average of 4.6 years to get a diagnosis for an autoimmune disease and five doctors going to five different doctors. Yeah, I believe that. Um, so that's like, I mean, it's just a huge barrier that we have to overcome mm-hmm. when we're looking at um, at our health and our whole, you know, the whole picture. Because I certainly, I don't know, like I've definitely been one to be like, oh, I mean, even even I just kind of gave up on the whole pain thing. I was just like, oh well, you know. I try to do and just suffer through it. Yeah, just yeah. deal with it. Um, and yeah, because you're like, well, and also like, I don't really have health insurance, right. which is this whole own other <laughs> national problem. Yeah. Um, although I will say this, I found a community health clinic, and communities all over the country have them, and now, and they kind of like work on an income based system, mm-hmm. and so now I do have, I don't have health insurance, but I have a doctor that I can go to which I'm super excited about. So if oh, anybody's yeah. listening and you don't have health care, because, like, if you tried to... Right now, everyone's trying to sign up for the healthcare marketplace. But, like, the last time I had I had the ACA, it was... We were paying $300 a month for my husband and I with a $14,000 deductible. Mm, and I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, if I have $14,000 that hits me in medical debt, then, like, I'm fucked either way. So... But there are, again, there are resources in your community that can help um, out with it. Because I, I found out about it through our, and we also have, like, a local health department that's run through our county that has been helpful. So if there's something going on, you should definitely check it out <laughs> um, and trust your symptoms. Yeah. And, oh, for sexual health, oh, too. Yeah. That's, that's another area where... Right? Because, like, for a while... Um, we only cared about, right, the womb, and women's health was what they term bikini medicine, which is, so we thought women's health was only what was covered up by a bikini, right, boobs and, you know, vagina. So there, there's like this whole movement moving away from women's health and moving towards health of women. 
all-encompassing because we are not just fucking baby makers and vaginas. Yeah. Oh, I that was another reason that they didn't want to use women in clinical trials, too, is because they said our hormone fluctuations yes. with our cycles yes, were too... They were unpredictable va- variables. But it's like, right? that shit obviously matters. Like, if you're... Men have hormone fluctuations, too. Right. <laughs> but, and also, like, if you have a hormone... like. If that's going to impact your medicine, you oh, should exactly. know. Oh, exactly. We should fucking know about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, please include us in your trials. They I'll found be a out, pig. for example, they found out, which I learned this, which explains a whole fucking lot, Ambien. Did you read yes, about that? That have was you, insane. That was you recent, been on Ambien? too. Have we talked about I this? I have never been on Ambien. So... I, I was, can fucking fall asleep at the drop of a dime. I don't right. need to be on Ambien. You don't Ambien. need Ambien. <laughs> well, I was on Ambien exactly in the time period when... Dude. It wasn't until 2013, which is actually when I stopped taking Ambien of my own volition because I realized, like, what the, the fuck is this fu- shit? Yeah. But they were dosing women at the same... like in this, They were using the same dosing standards mm-hmm. for men and women, but it turns out women metabolize the Ambien, like, much slower, I guess. And so... There were all these instances of women, like, wrecking their cars, driving right. at night, yeah. sleep eating. I mean, I fortunately didn't have anything that crazy happen, but I definitely, it wasn't an okay drug for me to be yeah. taking. Like, it was, it, that shit fucked me up. Like, to this day, and I and I feel like I had a quite a bit of dependence on it, too. Like, mm. I was... Yeah, because I liked it. It was it was a wild <laughs> ride. It was like a, a it would be like a fucking trip because I would like I didn't even sleep on it sometimes. Like I, if you oh, stay a week, yeah. then it's shit crazy. gets wild and like yeah. And I would be like, did you have like crazy ambient sex? Um, no, I didn't have crazy okay. ambient sex. Thankfully, that's a thing, right? It is. Yeah. No, but it, yeah, and like you wouldn't even know. I yeah, mean, it's it's fucked up. I I didn't. I can't say, I mean, I for sure have had sex while on Ambien. I mean, I'm not going to lie <laughs> But it wasn't that. crazy. No, but I I was definitely, like, just, yeah, I would just write things. Like, I kept a journal, and then I'd wake up the next morning and be like, what does this even say? Oh, my God. Like, it would just turn into just scribbles. And and um, my husband, who was my roommate at the time, would it was, he would always come home. Like, I feel like he'd always get home right after I took my Ambien mm-hmm. and... Then I would just be saying crazy. He'd be like, he would be like, yo, because he actually is the one who encouraged me to get off of it because he's like, he had seen the impact it was having and was like, Like, don't take that shit. He's like, he's like, I'm going to stay up with you. That's how I got off of it. He's like, I'm going to stay up with you until you just fall asleep. Like, you're just going to learn how to fucking sleep. Yeah. Because, I mean, sleep aids, they, it doesn't help. Like, you maybe can go to sleep in the moment, but it's not going to teach you how to sleep. No, you become Mm -hmm. dependent on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's less qual. It's not high quality sleep, but I would definitely have like the ambient hangover. Mm-hmm. And they took me off of a medicine that I really liked um, to put you to on put the Ambien. me on Ambien. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it wasn't my idea. I wasn't like, right. give me that shit. Um, but yeah, so now we know it's like it's not okay. Um, and for for sexual health, they said when women uh, that one in four women have urinary incontinence. And one in ten women have pain during sex. Mm. And they're not talking about it. What is incontinence? Like, that your pee is coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not voluntarily. Right. Yeah, so that's... they Actually, the statistics said it's between one in four and one in two. There's varying data. 
Yeah. So there can be. You shouldn't be having pain when you're having sex. Yeah. We need to say that like over and over. We should all be screaming. Like it's not normal if you're hurting while you're having sex. You know, sometimes you can like add some lube in and help your situation. Definitely. Try that. If that's not working, talk to a doctor. Change of position. Change of position. So lube, change of position. Right. Then doctor. Yeah. And then fucking tell your doctor, this shit is real. I'm not making this up. And there are Because you have to advocate for yourself because these doctors are not listening. And they're just like suffering through sex. Or they're not having sex. Right. Or they're avoiding it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is understandable if it hurts. Yeah. For sure. Um... But, yeah, there's, like, a lot that can go on, I guess, in your pelvic floor that can cause pain. Um, You know, and after childbirth, too, there can be issues Mm. that happen there. So, like, we got to talk to our doctors. But what happens if you go to a doctor and they don't fucking believe you? Yeah, they don't listen to you. They think it's something else. Oh, it's, you're, maybe you're not communicating with your partner enough. Maybe that'll be their excuse. But, yeah, you got to really advocate for yourself and... Just keep in mind that doctors are not this these all-knowing, omnipresent beings. Like, they're humans with conscious or unconscious biases. Right. Which also, if I mean, these disparities are bad for women, but for women of color, it's dramatically yeah, worse. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I feel like, you know, I think women of color probably have it the hardest in our whole, you know, country. So, society in, in as general. a whole, yeah, in um, general, like... They have they have to be their own ag- advocates. Yeah, all the time. But and finding doctors like I was listening to this one doctor who was just talking about you know just like representation in medicine matters too because mm-hmm. you're gonna feel they they did um, that but you know the unconscious bias. Have you ever taken that test? You know the Harvard one where you it shows you the word associations. Oh. And it show like it rates your unconscious bias, so it's like it shows you good words and bad words, mm-hmm. and then like black faces, white faces, and then you like oh. however however fast you link them up. Um, I think if you just look up, if you just Google implicit bias, it will come up, and anyone could take it. But they found that like seventy percent of doctors have the mm. implicit bias, and so. Um, you know, and I mean that's and that's race. You know, that's racially. And the, it's probably because, like, like what's most two out of three, two thirds of doctors are male, and I'm gonna go out on a whim and say it's probably leaning towards white males, right? Yeah, right. And so you have to like actively fight against that. And they were saying that they were training doctors just to basically just to like ask more questions and encourage patients to, you know, talk about how they're feeling because I think yeah. Um, you know, and building trust with their patients, but, um, but I mean, when it comes to, like, we're gonna have to do more on that, but the, um, I mean, I think, like, the, the rate of complications during pregnancy and infant mortality, I mean, it, it's, like, astonishing. So, the U.S. maternal mortality rate has gone up in recent years. We are actually worse than uh, countries like Turkey, um, and specifically for black women, women of color, they are three times more likely to die in pregnancy or childbirth related causes. That is fucking scary. And like, why are, why 
2019. Dying in childbirth. In childbirth. In fucking hospitals in the United States. I thought we were, like, number one country in the world. Yeah. I Yeah, I saw an expose years ago about infant mortality, and in, I think in Memphis, actually. And it was just, I mean, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And, like, we have to protect, I don't know, you know, we have to, like, we have to protect these women and help them you know and these babies like yeah out in this world because they're i don't i mean i just don't understand i mean obviously our healthcare system is fucked in this country from like on many 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 levels and just like in any other profession bias is going to show through Mm -hmm. like of course you know um right bias is going to show through so unless you're actively working against it then it's going to be there, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, and doctors, I'm sure, don't go into medicine thinking, like, oh, I'm going to help. I mean, that's the problem, is that it? that's the problem with bias, is that they don't see it themselves. Right, You know, you yeah. don't know about it. They're not like, I'm going to help. They're not saying to themselves, I hope I can help these white white patients help more. help as many white babies as I can. Yeah. Um, I mean, there may be some out there, but I highly doubt There's probably doubt some that, Nazi doctors yeah, out there. Yeah, I mean, well. We, yeah. Yeah. We know. Yeah, those not the history of Nazi yeah, doctors. Yeah, those Nazi doctors for for real. Um, but uh, yeah, we have to like we have to raise awareness about that. Um, and and I think getting more representation in medicine is a piece of it. There were for women. There's still a huge pay disparity for women in the in the medical field. Mm-hmm. I read that there is no specialty where women made more money and that in private practice women on average make $90,000 a year less than men. I don't know how much doctors wow. make, but that seems like a shitload of money. I I think it's double. I think it's double for men. Wow. Yeah, and then and uh same thing in academia. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, so and still back to like what when we were talking about the clitoris they're still yeah. not teaching medically accurate right. information to medical students. So you can't really necessarily blame them when they don't have this information. Mm-hmm. There's still that inequity in nursing, too. Um, I read a quote by Dr. Janine Austin Clayton, who's yes. the associate director of the National Institute of Health. She said, we literally know less about every aspect of female biology compared to male biology. So this is an active problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she came up a lot in my research. Like, she's out here. She is fucking getting the word out. She's the head of NIH research on women's health. She's fucking doing the work, and I appreciate her. But how do we catch up, you know, when all all of medical history, like, Mm -hmm. really up until... 30 years ago. Fucking 1990. Yeah. Has been only men. And then and then now we're just starting to try to figure these things out. Yeah. And we're still saying that everything about men is the standard. Right. This implicit bias is still, you know, seeping in. Even from, like, I go back to Greek and, <laughs> and Aristotle and his quote was, Women are the deformed or mutilated male. So that just goes back to, like, we still have this view of, like, men being the default, like, they are the perfect, the fucking statue of David is the perfect specimen, 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 he's a specimen, <laughs> specimen. Um, yeah, I, I listened to an interview, too, if anybody wants to do further reading on this topic, um, by a 
book by Maya Dusenberry, and her book is called Doing Harm, The Truth About How Bad Medicine and Lazy Science Leave Women Dismissed, Misdiagnosed, and Sick. So, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are listening out there who are dealing with chronic pain, which women are mm-hmm. two times more likely to experience, mm-hmm. you know? And we don't even have the answers as to, like, why these things are. Yeah, why is it are. Yeah, and... Um, you know, I read about fibromyalgia. I know several people mm-hmm. who have fibromyalgia. And I have to admit, like, I had, I personally had some skepticism about it. Just because I feel like the narrative around it was like, this is just, like, a bullshit diagnosis. Oh, me too. I've definitely made fun of fibromyalgia. Which is awful. I mean, I now, know. Now I, know. I have, like, now I know people who are close to me that have it. And, um... You know, but I mean, the truth is, it's just that it wasn't being studied, and we still probably, like, we just don't know what it is yet. We have no idea, and all you see uh, are those, like, commercials about, like, just the fucking pharmaceutical commercial. Yeah, selling you drugs, and they're like, I got chronic pain, take a pill. You know, so, that's all you saw about it, so. Yeah. I thought it was a made-up disease with old people. Yeah, and even the, and the drug companies, you know... They're, they're not prepared to, um, I mean, I feel like they market a lot of drugs. When I look at pharmaceutical commercials, mm-hmm. don't you, I feel like they're marketed a lot towards women. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and it's always like, yeah, you're like a sad pain. egg, here's a butterfly, yes. fucking, I'm just a case full of pipes. See, if you've seen that one where the lady, it's just a lady who's just all pipes, she has something fucked oh, up in her bowels. Urinary, that might be the incontinence oh, thing. Oh, possibly. I, I remember this commercial, yeah. But I, yeah, and... Leaky pipes. Yeah, your leaky pipes. <laughs> just you're a right. leaky pipe, bitch. Yeah, she couldn't go anywhere with yeah. her friends. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, but they said that 80% of drugs that were removed from the market were because of side effects that women were experiencing. Insanity, and it's because they're not included in the clinical ground floor tests. And they said, or if they are, did you see this? That they they're not differentiating the uh, results by by sex. You, you can't. They bury that shit in the journals, and they will not differentiate. And they'll be like, oh, if this was a male, oh, this was the result. But then later, you look down, and it was like women had a different result. They fucking bury this shit, man. And it should be tested equal. I mean, I yeah. feel like it should be tested equally every time. And just because women have to be included, I don't think it's still equal representation. No, it's definitely not. And they were saying, this one got me that I I have heard for years, like the baby aspirin thing. If you take baby aspirin. Oh my aspirin, gosh, I know. It does help men, yeah. but it doesn't help women. So don't, <laughs> if you're fucking taking baby aspirin Stop. or if your grandma, I feel like it's yeah, mostly it older was, people, yeah, but definitely. if your grandma's taking baby aspirin, stop her. She doesn't need to. This is going to, no, it could hurt. I think it can go the other way. It's not, it's not good for you. Well, because aspirin's like bad for maybe your liver. It's, maybe. It's liver or something. Like I can yeah. use, all those pain I medicines know. are bad for some. The acetaminophen, the yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like a leave is bad for your stomach, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Check on your grandma, though. Yeah, don't be taking that baby aspirin. <laughs> if she's they taking all one right now, fish St. John's mom. baby aspirin, and I've seen it. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm calling my grandmother right Call now. Her. She could be dead. By oh, now. no, don't say that. About I, hope, I hope she listens to this <laughs> podcast. Grammy. Spit it out. <laughs> um, so, 
we have to we have to take action for ourselves. And they were saying one of the biggest things you could do too when you're prescribed, which I would never ever think to ask. Right. The doc. Well, I still don't feel like the power dynamics when you're in the office with the doctor are so weird. But I feel like sometimes when I have like a younger doctor. I have to say, it does make, like, a younger woman doctor is, like, where I feel my maximum comfort. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. I'm, like, we're peers here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, like, I'm starting to feel like there's actually some doctors that are near my age. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it takes so long Same, to be my a doctor. my gynecologist is, she's got to be in her 30s. And I, definitely the comfiest I've ever felt with yeah. a medical professional. Yeah. Because you feel like you're, they're listening to you. Mm-hmm. Um, we fucking relate on, like. Shopping at Target, like it's oh. chill. We talked about baby pandas. It was great. Baby pandas. Oh yeah. my! While she was all up in me. Let's it's like yeah. Let's baby pause pandas and cute. talk about baby Yoda. Oh, have you seen him? I've seen the gifts. <laughs> oh my god, you gotta watch. But I do have. I did uh, subscribe to Disney Plus. So I've been catching up on all the Star Warses because I had never seen them all. Oh, yes. I know it's bad. So much work to do. You could skip some of them. So I've seen four. A skip. Skip those clones. Skip the clone ones. No, those are the ones I wanted to oh, see. Because I was like, I've never seen the Natalie Portman. I wanted to see her. Yeah. And then I, you know. I mean, the fucking Jar Jar. But anyway. I agree. He was fucking annoying. Yeah. And racist, too. My my brother wanted to, like, be, be Jar, Jar Jar. And I, like, he went through a whole phase. And I'm just like, please stop. Yeah. Please stop. Yeah. But Baby Yoda. He's pretty cute. The thing that they're talking about everywhere, though, right? is that. Men everywhere are having this like baby fever. This baby fever. They want I, baby Yoda. I asked. I, can't give I it asked to my him. husband the other day. I said, "Hey, would you have a baby Yoda with me?" And he said, "Definitely." But <laughs> <laughs> but it's not gonna look like that. No, he would actually our, baby. No, he wants. No, he would have a baby if that were an option. <laughs> He loves well, Baby Yoda so much that he would have one, and it's okay. the, you I know see. he was he talking about because he baby. was they he was in the car with his whole band when they first saw Baby Yoda, and I guess <laughs> that they were like all exclaiming they, like about they just couldn't handle like it's it's hit they all ovulated at once point. yes exactly <laughs> Baby Yoda, um, <laughs> but um. But anyway, back to doctors. You got to ask your doctor when they prescribe something to you, was this tested in people like me, whoever you happen to be, you know? Um, So you can ask, like, hey, did did they test this on women? Is this dosage? Because who knew that was not even happening? How is that ethical? It's not a question that would ever, ever occur to me. No, I ask them, how much does this shit cost? Because, like, sometimes you go to fill it, and it'll be, like, $80, and you're like, for an antibiotic, come on. I know there's some $5 shit that's out there. Yeah. And if you're on Ambien, definitely ask about that shit, because maybe your doctor didn't catch up, didn't get the memo, you know. And, I mean, doctors have a lot going on, too. I mean, think about the, I don't know, like, professional, like, if you've been a doctor for a long time, how much... You know, are they catching up over time, or are they just going with their... Are they keeping up with the times? I mean, I'm I sure they so. have to do continuing education, yeah. just like every profession mm-hmm. has to do. But if it's like most professions, it's probably just some bullshit seminar you have to go sit in for <laughs> yeah. a few hours. We've all probably. Been there. <laughs> it's the same kind of annoying shit. Um, and specifically, you have to ask, like, are the side effects different for men than they are for women? Like, you have to specifically ask that for... The medication that they're prescribing you. you. Yeah. 
So it's like, it's hard because it's like on the one hand, we're more than just a womb, but on the other hand, we want to, you know, we need to be treated uniquely as yeah. women. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like find that. That balance there, I mean... Or that understanding. But we just need to know more about our bodies, and no one, no one's doing the research. Right, right, we're in charge. I mean, yeah. that's what I learned. Don't, yeah, don't trust, don't just trust your doctor off the bat. Ask don't the tr- questions. Yeah, don't trust And if you, and if there's something fucked up with you, and you know that there is, you need to continue... Keep pushing. Keep pushing with don't them. Don't let them shut Go you down. Go to another doctor. Switch yeah. doctors if you have to, because, like, that's... Oh, and it said, don't ever assume that you're too young. Like, that's, people think, like, oh, I'm too young to have this to have wrong. The, yeah. With me, I have, I mean, I have a male friend who had a heart attack at, at 24, Jesus. I believe. So, like, but, you know, he didn't know because he was like, I'm too young. Yeah. He went, you know, he didn't, he just had no idea. You would never think that that was happening. Um, and they said, keep your own records, mm-hmm. which I actually did do that for a records. while. Yeah. I kept a pain journal. That's good. um, And I would, like, write down, you know, because you're trying to figure out, like, hey, you know, I read one woman's story. She was, like, having all this horrible pain. Turned out she was allergic to bananas and avocados and didn't know it, you know. But finally, after keeping a food journal, she realized realized that. So, yeah, you should, and you should always be asking that. And... Like, don't let them refer you. They're saying a lot of times, too, like, if you're describing pain, like, they'll refer you back to the doc- the gynecologist. Like, they're trying to send you. They're like, yeah. oh, you're a woman. We don't know what to do. Go, go to the lady go doctor. Go to the lady doctor now. She knows. Although I do think probably gynecologists can be a reason only because they deal primarily, well, I mean, entirely, you know, with females, that they would be able to like maybe help and advocate. I mean, I have heard about people having those relationships with their gynecologist where they, you know, talk about like different issues that they're having besides mm-hmm. just that. Right. Just because it maybe feels like a little bit of a safer place. Um but yeah, we definitely we got to we got to change change the game here and it's going to because maybe you, if you're the first person to ask your doctor that, then they're like, "Hey, oh, wow, I didn't realize. I mean, it seems crazy you'd have to be teaching your doctor this, right. but you should also ask them if they know how big the clitoris is. I'm going <laughs> to put another, another plug for that. Do you know? And if they don't know about the clitoris, just fuck them. You got to get out of there. No, don't fuck them. Yeah, don't fuck Definitely don't fuck them. it's not worth it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think that this also led us in a lot of directions for other things that we want to dig in deeper on. Yeah, definitely. Um, because we started this and we're like, whoa, this there's, is such a broad topic. There's so much. I mean, just the history of medicine in general is insane. Yeah. And it's not on our side, so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, we appreciate you listening. And if you could take time to rate and review our podcast, we would appreciate it. We're getting up there on our on our reviews, but uh, some words would Keep help. Keep them coming, guys. I like this. Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> we also want to thank Bombay Gasoline. We have a Facebook group called Come Queens that you can join. You can get there from our just our Facebook page, Come Queens Podcast. It's all linked together. Um, and so you can submit there or you can always send us a private message. And as always, we will keep you anonymous. Um, 
we're super thankful for everybody who's been listening too and and yeah and being part of our conversation yeah did you uh plug our instagram and twitter no. oh yeah we have our come queens podcast instagram and come queens pod twitter you can tweet us i mean we're we're not very active on the twitter but yeah we don't have a lot of followers i'm trying to strive for that you know i don't know how to really do it but um Maybe if you, if you guys can help us. Yeah, you guys, just tweet our, <laughs> tweet, our shit tweet to other us. people, and then yeah. we'll be there. We do have a new follower. Do you want to read oh. what he has? I guess, is this just his profile? Should I shout him out? Don't. No, know. but I'll read his bio. Yeah. This is um, this gentleman's bio, uh, picture of a... Uh, Erect penis. Erect penis. And it says, women's DM if you want come tribute. Come tribute photo post only with permission. Appreciate that. Hashtag come tribute. Hashtag horny. Just DM me. I will come for you. I will make fire in your pussy. <laughs> I do not want the fire, sir. Do not I never bring that want fire. fire in my pussy ever, ever. Like legit, he has an STD that he is trying to spread. Yeah, he's he's trying to contribute it to the world. Ah, uh, but uh, thanks for that contribute. So we would like but to get no some thanks. better followers yeah. on yeah. Twitter than this guy. So yeah, guys. So uh, come queens. Pod. Pod, help us out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> Words mean something. Even though they're free, you still fun.